Today is the 50th day of the Easter season, also known as the Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of the Holy Spirit. Found in this morning's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, the story of Pentecost takes place as the Jewish community is observing Shavuot, a celebration that commemorated God giving the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. The Greek translation for Shavuot is Pentecost. After Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, and during this celebration of Shavuot, the disciples were gathered together when they experienced the rush of a mighty wind. They were transformed by the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. Many religious pilgrims were in Jerusalem also observing Shavuot when they encountered these transformed and spirit-filled disciples. They were amazed that the disciples could speak to them in their own native languages. God's spirit flowed so freely on this day that it had the effect of helping people communicate with one another in a way they were previously unable. Although Jesus was no longer physically present, his followers discovered that God's spirit was all around them. We don't know with certainty what the story of Pentecost looked like or sounded like, but Pentecost is more than a single moment. We experience Pentecost moments anytime you and I wake up to the fact that God is as close to us as the air that we breathe. God's spirit is all around us, all the time, transforming us, igniting our lives with energy and providing us with a new language that facilitates us being in relationship with one another overcoming the divisions between us. There's a saying in Celtic Christianity that heaven and earth are only three feet apart, but in thin places that distance is even shorter. A thin place is anywhere that the distance between heaven and earth collapses so that we catch a glimpse of the divine. For me, there's a waterfall outside of Brevard, North Carolina called Looking Glass Falls that I consider a thin place. Encountering thin places is powerful. They're capable of transforming us, unmasking us, helping us tap into our true selves. And yet most of our lives are not spent staring at waterfalls but rather walking down the aisle at Trader Joe's, sitting in the car on the metro, preparing dinner for our family. God lives in these places too. In his book, Listening to Your Life, the Presbyterian minister Frederick Beekner writes, all moments are key moments. Taking your children to school and kissing your partner goodbye. Eating lunch with a friend. 
There is no event so commonplace, but that God is present within it. Listen to your life, he writes. See it for the fathomless mystery that it is. In the boredom and pain of it, no less than in the excitement and gladness, touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it, because in the last analysis, all moments are key moments. And life itself is grace. Our entire world is a thin place. Every moment is a thin moment. But we are often too thick to recognize that. God is all around us all the time. How would we speak to one another and treat one another if we actually believed that? While it's one thing to intellectually believe that God's spirit surrounds us, it is another thing entirely for us to plug into this spirit. I've shared with some of you that my first car when I was 16 years old was a 1966 Ford Mustang. I thought I was so cool. It was my grandfather's, my mother's, and then mine. My old Mustang has six spark plugs which are what produce the fire and energy to propel that old car forward. Each plug fits between two terminals and the engine, and in order for them to work, they have to be plugged into both terminals. Being plugged into one terminal doesn't cut it. If we are metaphorically one terminal and God is the other, the Holy Spirit is that spark plug that connects us and provides us with the fire and the energy to live a specific type of life, the type of life that Jesus lived. When God's spirit plugs into us, God's energy begins to move through us. So point one is that God's spirit is all around us all the time. Point two is that God's spirit ignites our lives and allows God's energy to move through us. Point three is that God's energy then provides us with the ability to speak a new language capable of bringing us closer together. God's language is the language of love. In this morning's Old Testament lesson, we listen to the story of the Tower of Babel. After the great flood and Noah's Ark, the human race began building a tower with the intention of reaching heaven. As the book of Genesis describes, they wanted to make a name for themselves. The Tower of Babel is symbolic of our pride and our ego they were trying to be God. Of course, none of us are God. There are forces and mysteries so much bigger than any of us alone. We continue to build towers of Babel. So much of what our current political discourse produces 
is held up as if it is God. My way is the right way, the holy way, the only way. My win is your loss. Like all of you, my heart has been absolutely broken by this epidemic of mass shootings that have become a constant evil in our lives. As someone who has lost a loved one to a bullet, my heart breaks any time I learn that someone else has joined that club. I read this week that a majority of our country believes that something has to change regarding our relationship with guns. And yet our political conversations tout two options, all or none, which leaves no room for nuanced language, conversation and connection, no room for souls to speak to other souls. God destroyed the Tower of Babel because it was a symbol of arrogance. And God sent the people away speaking different languages. Pride divides. It does not unify. Some scholars interpret the story of Pentecost as the counterweight to the story of Babel. Instead of seeking to become God, the Pentecost story is about people seeking connection with one another. When we learn to speak God's language, the language of love, rather than the language of our ego or the language of diametric thinking, we begin to relate to one another in a new and life-giving and humanizing way. Our world is held hostage by extremists, people who say, be like me, look like me, believe like me, or else. This type of thinking has no home in the Jesus movement. Following Jesus involves us learning to speak the language of love so that we can forge connection and community and find a path forward together. God's spirit is all around us, all the time, transforming us, igniting our lives with God's energy, providing us with this new language capable of bringing us closer together. We experience Pentecost any time that we wake up to the fact that God is as close to us as the air that we breathe. Taking your kids to school is a thin moment, a spirit-filled moment, a Pentecost moment. Going to work and coming home to your loved one is a Pentecost moment. Mourning those lost to violence and then working to find a new way forward together so that we do not have to continue to mourn those lost to violence. That is a Pentecost moment. Our world is a thin place. Let's not be too thick to recognize that. In the name of God, amen.